Hello and a big juicy welcome to Happy Hotties, the podcast, where we ask and answer the burning questions you've been dying to ask your mum. Welcome to episode three. My name is Jasmine Mizrahi and joining me today is the, as always, exuberant and by the looks of it, slightly sopping wet, (laughs) Ilana Katz, my mother. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. So good to be here with you guys today, even though the weather is soggy and there are floods all over Sydney. Uh, Yep, Sydney is flooded. Our house smells like a damp towel. What else is the latest? JLo is single. My Monstera plant has a new leaf, which I'm so excited about. Really? Yeah. That's so exciting. I'll have a look at it. I know. Um, what else is going on? We bought a disco ball just because. Nadia, you asked, mum's mecha toe is feeling a lot better, is it? It's I kind of spoke for perfect. you Perfect. Every Perfect. No complaints. Amazing. What else happened? Oh, our window um, in our bathroom. Yes. Three o'clock in the morning. Our glass window shot out of the sill, out of the frame, I guess, yeah. and crashed onto the floor, out, out onto the ground outside. So that's good. Yeah, I remember hearing, a th- it was like, it was a, it was a crash, a crash and a thud, but it I thought was I was like dreaming. A thud. And I thought I was dreaming too. And I thought, oh, one of the bottles fell over. I'll fix it up tomorrow morning. I'll sweep up the glass. <laughs> but I woke up in the morning no window. Fantastic. We love to hear it. All right. Well, moving on to some highlights and horrors. I have a highlight, Jasmine. Oh, uh, yeah. Last week, I was in the elevator and two boys came. Wait, into... where were you? In just in the... I was in Bondi Westfield and I was in the elevator and two guys your age walked in and they looked really, really familiar. So I smiled at them and of course they were polite and they smiled back. And of course you engaged. Of course I engaged. And I went, hi, how's it going? Haven't seen you for a long time. And have you seen Jasmine lately? And they looked at me (laughs) and they said, we don't know Jasmine. And then they laughed. They lost. (laughs) And they laughed. And they said, look, this happens to us all the time. You've seen us in Bondi Rescue. (laughs) That is so good. Because they looked so familiar to me. You thought I went to school with them. Yeah, because they were about your age. And I didn't want to be rude, so I smiled at them in case I've engaged with them in the past (laughs) when you were at school with them. And they said, sorry, we're in Bondi Rescue. We don't know Jasmine. So we're just keeping the bases covered. I love that. That is so funny. Who, which ones were they? I can't remember their names, but they're so familiar. One's got black hair, one's got blonde hair, and they're on Bondi Rescue all the time. We should go past the little Bondi Rescue, the life-saving um, tower, and, and say, hey, yeah, this they, is Jasmine. <laughs> yeah, and they said it happens to them all the time. Well, you know, with 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 our Z-list celebrity, I guess that would happen. Um, well, I also have a highlight. Okay. I have a really nice, wholesome, happy highlight. So I've started a new job recently, and a big part of this job involves going into schools and unis and facilitating workshops um, on sex education. So like uh, puberty and consent, sexting, pornography, all that kind of stuff. 
the other day I was in a year six classroom and I asked them all um, if they knew what a synonym was and they're all their hands shot up really, really high. They were like, oh, pick me, pick me. And so I picked this one guy and he was like, a synonym, isn't that like, like a spice? Oh, cinnamon. It was so cute. How old were these little fellows? They were like... What, year six? Like 11, 12? 11, 12. So cute. It was so adorable. And they all burst out laughing. And I was like, synonym? Cinnamon? But that's clever. He made a good, what's the word? Make a connection. Yeah. He made yeah, a connection. Yeah, yeah. But that's good. And then I asked dad about a synonym. And he was like, what, like cinnamon? Cinnamon. <laughs> With his accent. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, moving on. Today, we are discussing fear. Fear and phobias. Love it. Okay, this is going to be a very interesting topic. Mum, what can you already tell me about fear? I think fear is an alarm mechanism in the brain. What do you think fear is? Fear, from my research, is an emotion induced by perceived danger or threat. So it just, it causes like physiological changes and ultimately behavioral changes. Fight or flight. There's that- actually a new one that I've, uh, I've come across. Fight, flight or fawn. Okay. What's fawn? I've never heard of that. It's, it's like, the, so you've got the fight or flight response and mm. then you've got the fawn response, which involves moving to try and please a person. So you avoid conflict. Even- so it's, it's not, um, it's not actually removing yourself from the situation which would be flight Hmm. it's it's actually staying in the situation but trying to amend and appease the situation pacify the situation yeah yeah, for sure i thought that was really interesting and i I think it's it's good that they've added that in i've never heard of that one i know fight or flight yeah well anyway i want to talk about phobias before we get started okay let's do it so do you know what the number one phobia is in the world Yes, I do, actually. It's fear of public speaking. And people are more afraid of public speaking, apparently, than death. I've heard of that, too. So it's called glossophobia. And it actually comes from the Greek words glossa, which means tongue, and phobos, which means dread of fear. All my Greek friends and listeners, you can correct me if that's incorrect. Our next one is also a super common one. Do you know what it is? No, what is it? Arachnophobia. Fear. fear of spiders and snakes. I think it's mostly arachnids, which are spiders. It is one of the most common fears in the world. One of the most common phobias, actually. And it comes from an aversion to spiders that our ancestors had as a result of not being able to address injuries from spiders and insects. You know, they didn't have all the medical knowledge, which has contributed to a predisposition in modern humans. I can relate to that because what happened to me, I got bitten twice. Oh, yeah. Well, there wasn't spiders, though. Wasps or bees. But it still hurt. It still hurt. At least now we have the medical knowledge to fix that. Yes. Yes. Our next one is agoraphobia. This type of phobia may include the fear of crowded areas, open spaces or situations that are likely to trigger a panic attack in some people. I know someone who has agoraphobia. Really? And to get them out of the house is a really, really big deal. Yeah, that must be really difficult to live with. Yeah, and these people are so frightened to go out that anything they do, for example, they won't go shopping, so everything has to be delivered to their places. Mm. There's also claustrophobia, 
and I can so relate to that because I am a little bit claustrophobic. When my parents and I came to Australia when I was a little girl, we lived in one room and there wasn't a window. And I remember looking around the room thinking, where's the window? So now in my life, I always have to have a window open in the house so I don't get claustrophobic. Yeah, well, that's where phobias typically emerge from childhood. It's true. And adolescence, and then they continue on into adulthood. Yep. Wow. Another phobia that we have here is misophobia, which is the excessive fear of germs and dirt. All right, I can tell you about that. A few years ago, I had a class of students from Scandinavia and South America, and there was one really, really lovely girl from Denmark, and she kept leaving the room. And look, they're adults. I I can't say where are you going and why are you going to the toilet all the time. But she would disappear for about 20 minutes and then come in. And I didn't question and I didn't say anything. I just went on with the English lesson. And then one day we were talking about phobias. (laughs) Yeah. And she said... I really want to apologize that I leave the class all the time. I have to go and wash my hands. And I wash my hands for 20 minutes because I think I have germs on my hands. Wow. Yeah. She'd be model COVID citizen. (laughs) (laughs) And we're all really, really sympathetic towards her. I kept in contact with this girl and she did tell me that her situation is getting better and she doesn't keep washing her hands all the time but it was really really sad it must have been something that stemmed from her childhood maybe misophobia there was also a character in glee who had misophobia emma she was a teacher i think she was oh no she was the counselor yeah and she but she eventually got over her misophobia you Uh, do get over it yeah with the right therapy and with sympathetic family and friends I think that phobias can be controlled. Yeah, absolutely. There's um, There are so many phobias out there. Like I've heard of papaphobia, which is a fear of the Pope. Oh, what about the fear of God? Oh my God. Yes, the fear and the wrath of God. Um, love him. Um, there was <laughs> control of the people. Yeah. The fear of God. There's also, I'm not sure how you pronounce this, um, xanthophobia. It's the fear of the color yellow. Really? Yeah. There's also um, lino, linonphobia, which is the fear of string. Let's get back to the fear of the color yellow. <laughs> I'm really interested in that because we use yellow as a negative color sometimes. For example, he's a coward. He's yellow. Yeah. Some pretty weird phobias out there. Yellow fever. Yeah. Maybe that's where it comes from. <laughs> On the other hand, we associate yellow with warmth, sunshine and positivity. So let's stick to the positive, not the negative. My favourite one is um, xemiphobia. What's that? The fear of the great mole rat. What? <laughs> what is... <laughs> it's when people tend to be afraid of all naked mole rats. Like they, but they fear the great mole rat itself. Which but is... what is a mole rat? Do you remember that show I used to watch, Kim Possible? Yes. Do you remember her friend Ron and he had that little pet and it was that little naked mole rat? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's there's people out there who fear 
what science has proved is probably not a real thing. Um, and it is the great mole rat, like the giant mole rat of all mole rats. Guys, I just showed mom a picture of a naked mole rat. I'm freaked out. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know what they were. No, but they're not the prettiest little thing. Oh, you reckon? No. They're just like a little little. It cute. looks scary. Well, maybe you have xenophobia. Maybe. All right, let's actually get into the question content, if anyone is even still listening. <laughs> question number one. Okay. Uh, I actually want to start with asking you what frightens you. What, fri- what are some things that frighten you? Easy. Technology frightens me. I'm scared of new technology and it takes me a while to understand it. Yeah, but you've gotten better. Much better. Compared to before. You've gotten good. Yeah, I just sit and work it out until I can do it. I can't keep asking you all the time. That's true. What about you, Jazz? I have actually self diagnosed myself as trifophobic. What's that? Trifophobia is a fear of closely packed holes. So it's it's an evolutionary response to things that are associated with disease or danger. If you type it in onto Google, you'll see that it comes up with lots of, I think they're plants or like flora and fauna, and they're really densely packed holes. Like it makes me, bleh, like I hate it. I can't look at things like that. Like it's, it's, um, it's associated, because it was associated with danger or diseased, um, and like diseased skin and parasites and other infectious conditions, holy bumpy things i think i saw that on a human body or a hand potentially it's yeah it can be a human disease it's a disease yeah like even talking about it don't like it well i hate stripes i can't look at stripes because it makes me feel really really sick yeah does it make you fearful or just makes you it makes me want to throw up so i just if if there are stripes in front of me i have to look away yeah Fair enough. Now on to the listener questions. Question number one. Happy hotties. I'm a pretty fearful person. Is fear actually real? I've always said this. What you fear, you create. Oh, bring in the bells. I think we've got the quote of the week already. You've heard that since you were a little girl. I have heard that since I was a little girl and it has really helped me. And I've told a lot of my friends that and it's really helped a lot of my friends. Sometimes fear stems from real threats, but... It can also come from imagined dangers. So if, it, if you feel it, then it is real to you. But of course, yeah. What you fear, you create. Okay, next question. I'm scared to leave my current job even though it's making me unhappy. You have to take the leap of faith because your happiness comes first. If you ain't happy, get out of there. If you're not happy, it affects your health. You can't sleep properly at night and you're always on edge and you just don't enjoy life. Yeah, life is too short to be in a job that you are not 100% happy with. I've been in a few really, really bad job situations and I was scared to leave. And the minute I left, I breathed a sigh of relief and I had a glass of wine. (laughs) Some Moscato? Only Moscato. Sometimes it is really hard to leave a situation you're in because it's comfortable it's cozy you know what you're doing you know the people around you even though you're not necessarily 100% happy in the job but I really really encourage anyone who feels like they are in a job that they're not happy with if it's possible for their circumstances to leave and it's all about the money money 
you, you, you get comfortable with getting your income every two weeks or week. Absolutely. And it's um, a very privileged thing to be able to say, leave if you're not happy, because not everyone has that ability. But if you are able, potentially set up an emergency fund for yourself, something that's going to keep you afloat for a few months. I have experience with this. I recently left uh, the media corporate job that I was working in for over a year and a half, not because I was unhappy, but because I wasn't 100% fulfilled with the work that I was doing. It wasn't really aligned to the direction that I wanted to pursue, but it was amazing. The people around me were lovely. It was a great young dynamic culture, but I just knew that I wanted to progress elsewhere. So I had made that decision a few months before and I made sure that I was financially equipped to be able to live for a couple months without that income. And that time away from that job enabled me to fully recalibrate what it was that I wanted. I was able to enjoy the summer, the sunshine. I could do all the other little bits and pieces that I didn't have a chance to do for a year and a half. And as a result, I ended up pursuing all these other things and now I've just gotten a great job that I love and that is so aligned in the direction that I want to go so and don't forget about your other side gig yes I have some other little side gigs aside from this podcast I'm also a fitness instructor I'm a gym instructor I teach body combat and I'm learning how to become a body balance instructor which has been amazing the message of this is if you're unhappy with your job if you can leave it leave it because once you make that decision, you're away from it for a few days, you'll have this brand new perspective and you'll be able to recalibrate exactly what you want. And then you'll find that things just start to happen because your eyes are open to things that you couldn't really see before because you were blinded by everything else that was going on with the job. You know what, Jasmine? One door closes, a thousand doors open. 100%. More bells, I think. One more thing I want to say on this is it's super easy to feel really guilty if you don't have a job when other people around you have one. But if you've made the conscious decision to leave yours because it's not right for you, that's completely different. You don't need to feel guilty. I was swimming at the beach in summer, loving doing my side gigs while I was pursuing other things. And it was good, but it was also very easy for me to slip into territory of, oh, I'm feeling really guilty right now. I should be doing this. I should be doing that because that's what you're used to. Enjoy the time. Use it to refocus your efforts and energies and things will happen. I promise. Try not to be a slave to the nine to five because the world. If that's what you don't want. It it works for some people and some people love it. And and there's no problem with that. I think the world's changing and because of COVID, a lot of people are working from home and the whole world, the whole work scenario is changing. It is changing and I think changing for the better. I think it's offering more flexibility for a lot more people now, which is really nice. And like I said before, in another episode, a change is as good as a holiday. Absolutely, it is. It's not easy. Be brave, do it and you'll thank yourself later yeah it's not the destination it's the journey okay question number three I'm really afraid of commitment and relationships what do I do okay a lot of this comes from your childhood maybe parents are divorced and the children saw the parents yelling and being really really unhappy 
and maybe there was some sort of abuse in your childhood that you remember or you don't remember. But what you can do is love yourself and feel confident and have a relationship with yourself first. Do you mean build a relationship with yourself first so that you can then build relationships with others? Yeah, because maybe you can't have a relationship with others because you haven't met the right person yet. Yeah, absolutely. Just Just keep putting yourself out there as best as you possibly can. And explore. Just enjoy. Be lighthearted. Yeah. Don't make it a major issue in your life. If you're in a relationship or not, who cares? And then things can start progressing naturally. Yeah. Question number four. I am terrified of public speaking. I have to give a presentation at uni. Do you have any tips? Okay, practice in front of the mirror (laughs) and maybe have a presentation party. Invite all your friends over and give the presentation and listen to their positive and negative advice. Stand in a park, draw a crowd, give your presentation in a park. Just a random. Yeah, and see if they're interested or not. I remember in high school, I had a friend who we were doing an English presentation and every single time she faced the class, she had to turn around and face the board and give her presentation because she just couldn't stop laughing. She could not stop laughing. Oh, that is so funny. It was hilarious. But look. Nothing wrong with practicing in front of the mirror. Try to memorize it if you have a good memory. And also don't forget that this is a very, very common phobia, as we discussed earlier, glossophobia, fear of public speaking. You may also find that the more you do it, the easier it gets. That's how I felt with my gym instructing. I was on stage in front of 30 plus people. I am on stage in front of 30 plus people. I have to coach. I have to remember choreography. I have to talk. I have to move. It's a lot, but... I built up to that. There was no way that I could do that when I first started. You fake it till you make it. Boom, baby. Fake it till you make it. I'm such a believer of that. Okay, next question. How to deal with the fear of FOMO? When you are worried, you will fear FOMO later. Okay, so FOMO, fear of missing out for anyone like my mom who didn't know what that meant. I didn't know that. (laughs) Who didn't know what that meant. Don't look at social media. Don't look at what other people are doing on their stories. Put it away. And if you're really scared that you're missing out on things, then just go. (laughs) Yeah, but a lot of what people post is fake anyway. So true. Highlight reel. Yeah. If you're experiencing a lot of FOMO, maybe address where the FOMO is coming from and try to tackle it. Like if you're going on social media a lot, limit that time. A lot of people who are on social media are completely different to their to themselves in real life. But not us, we're authentic. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> authentic, but a lot of people post stuff and they talk up, they talk big, and in real life they don't even want to know anybody and they're introverts and they keep to themselves. So a lot of people have two images. And if you're worried that you'll fear FOMO. You said here that you are worried you will fear FOMO later. Do you mean that you're going to fear that you missed out after the events have happened? Because if that's the case, then what's done is done and can't go back. Next question. How do I overcome fear of rejection? It's inhibiting me in dating, going for jobs and trying new things in general. Just walk tall, sit tall, smile, look confident. As I said before, fake it till you make it. Because people perceive you differently to how you perceive yourself. 
Yes, I love the quote. I am not who I think I am. I am who you think I think I am. Exactly. That's going to take a second. You might have to. Um, you might have to rewind that a little bit. <laughs> we can't see ourselves how we really are, but how we want to be. So be how you want to be. If you're worried about rejection, I think fear of rejection is a really, really normal fear to have. Everyone experiences it. If it's really, really preventing you from experiencing things in your life, though. Maybe you need to just work on it um, by doing little things at a time. So putting yourself out there on a limb, little by little. And I think people are too busy worrying about themselves than to worry about you. Oh, heck yeah. People are so selfish. They are. Okay, next question. I am such a perfectionist. I can relate. I'm such <laughs> a perfectionist. And I'm I, not. And I, And I fear making mistakes, which prevents me from doing a lot of things. I think that it's really difficult when you're a perfectionist. I'm not a perfectionist. I try and do things 80%, not 100%, because nothing is ever 100%. Yeah, and sometimes I have to remind myself of this, that done is better than perfect. Even with editing this podcast, for example, putting all the audio pieces together, that takes time. And I'm like, oh, no, that sounds wrong. That sounds wrong. That audio is too loud. But sometimes done is just better than perfect and you have to learn that next question hey happy hotties i fear my boss what do i do oh boy can i relate my last boss was a monster boss (laughs) but i didn't even worry about him in the end because he was such an asshole (laughs) sorry sorry about that and dig swab yeah and he tried to bully me But because I'm old and wise, I didn't fall for it because I knew that he was lacking, not me. And as you know, I'm an English teacher. He said to me one day, sorry, I can only give you seven students. I'm giving everyone else 25, but I've only got seven students for you. And I'm really sorry if the seven students drop out. I'm sorry, you'll have to leave. And the seven students kept coming every day, five days a week for three months. And didn't the class grow as well? And the other students from other classes came to your class? Yes. So I started out with... Not to toot your own horn or anything. (laughs) And I started out with seven because my boss was trying to get rid of me. And in the end, I ended up with 16 students because they came from other classes because the seven must have said how wonderful I was. Which you are. I hope so. You know so. (laughs) But if you fear your boss, then address, address it with your boss directly. There's you shouldn't be going to work feeling scared. A lot of bosses are lacking and that's why they're boss that's why they're bosses because the hardest thing when you're in the teaching industry or in a lot of industries you have to be a good communicator bosses are usually in their offices not communicating and yeah and why is it always the that are able to get into positions of power. I hope I'm not offending anyone out there because I'm sure some of you listening are are amazing bosses. For sure. If you fear your boss, why do you fear your boss? If it's something you can address with your boss directly, you should absolutely do that. If there's an HR department that you can speak to, you should do that too. You should make sure that you feel safe and secure at work. A lot of bosses are bullies. 
Have you ever come across that? I have. Yeah. I had one boss in hospitality once who was such a prick and it came from his sense of insecurity and also he wasn't in a good place in his life because I remember afterwards a few months later I had left and we went back and mom and I were eating at this place and he was there and he was giving us hugs and you could see he was just so much lighter and so much happier in his life I think because he had gotten permanent residency which was something he was stressed about before and as a result, he was projecting and taking it all out on all of us, but he ended up being actually a really lovely person. So sometimes it's about also putting yourself in the shoes of the person that you're fearful of and thinking, why are they, why are they scary? And mm. then sort of unpacking it from that lens. Cause also you don't know what's going on in their lives, but if you can address that, you can unravel that and then you may know, and then you may be able to resolve it. Mm. Next question. What are some ways to overcome fear of failure, especially failing publicly and trying new things in public? I think that's always just something we're going to live with as human beings. It's a daily confrontation and it's never going to end, but starting little by little, maybe trying one thing in public and then hopefully it goes well and then trying something else in public. Maybe it lasts a little bit longer. Maybe you can become a nude model. (laughs) What do you think? I agree with you. And always, if you have a fear of failure... As I said before, walk tall, sit tall, smile. Don't show anyone you've got a fear of failure. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, just fake it. Yes. Yeah, and everyone fails. Every single person fails, no matter what. They fail at something. But it's not about the failing. It's about the journey. And it's about being able to get back up when you do. The amount of times that I have been on stage, put myself out on a limb and made mistakes I can't even tell you I was so so scared to become a gym instructor because that is potentially one of the most vulnerable positions you can put yourself in you have a microphone everyone's following you I remember thinking but what if I make a mistake on stage and my mentor said to me well you're going to just so you know you're going to and I said but what and he said yeah you're going to and that's what's going to make you better And I'll never forget that. And because I did that, I continuously put myself in a limb. I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. I got better. And now I'm really confident when I do it. And every time I get more confident, every single time I do it. So my advice, if you're scared of failure, do it anyway. And guys, don't listen to your mother. Because when Jasmine told me she wanted to become a gym instructor, I said, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. And I was like, meh, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. So moral of story, if you really believe that you want to do something, do it and don't listen to anyone. Listen to yourself. And doesn't matter if you fail because you'll do it again and then you'll do it again and then you'll do it again. Exactly. Next question. I have no confidence in how I look and I get scared about going on dates. All right. As I keep saying, fake it till you make it, smile and be confident. Don't show that you're scared. And it's almost about tricking yourself. Yeah. And if you don't have confidence in yourself, embrace the things you don't like about yourself Because usually they're the things other people like about you. For sure. And also start to trick yourself into thinking that you're not scared. 
and and ask yourself where the fear is coming from. What are you actually scared of? And then do everything you can to negate that and get rid of it. Maybe go on a date in the most comfortable place that you can even think of. If that's a park for you, if that's going for a walk and you're in your active wear, if that's you being in a big t-shirt and going to a movie with Ugg boots on, then do that. Put yeah. yourself in your comfort zone so that you can then get out of that comfort zone. Yeah, break your fear of rejection. Try and break the pattern. If you have no confidence in, in the way you look, do something about it. Buy a new lipstick mm. if you're a girl or guy. Maybe get another ear piercing. Yeah, we're not about the pity party here. We all need to love ourselves and that starts from within. Yeah. Next question. I'm really terrified of the unknown, for example, finishing uni and having and having no idea what I want to do. That is a fear that has definitely plagued me for a long time. I was so scared of even starting uni because I was like, well, what if I've picked the wrong degree? I did a media and communications degree because it was super broad and I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. And finishing uni was just as scary um, as finishing high school. I remember crying to my friend at graduation because it was so overwhelming. I was so emotional. I loved school and it was hard to say goodbye to all the teachers and all the students. But if you're finishing uni and you don't know what you want to do, that's okay. Just try something. My try first, a lot of things. Try, try a lot of things. My first um, post-uni job was the media job that I was just talking about earlier. It was a step for me. And from that step, I realized what it was that I didn't want to do, which is just as valuable as knowing what you do want to do. And you will find your way. With the fear of the unknown, who knows what's around the corner? Try and turn the negative into a positive because what's around the corner can be a really, really exciting, good thing. And more often than not, you'll probably find yourself in a place that you had no clue about before, that you didn't even know existed. The unexpected. Our next question. I really want to go skydiving, but I'm really, really scared, but it just looks so fun. Okay, that is such an interesting question. I feel like skydiving is a really amazing metaphor um, for fear. You know, you're taking, you're literally taking that leap of faith out of an aeroplane. That reminds me of that Will Smith video you showed me a few weeks ago. Yeah, there's a video. I'll put the link in the show notes, actually. It's such an amazing video. And it is pretty much Will Smith sitting in an interview chair talking about his experience skydiving. And some of the best parts about that whole interview when he he like gets up and he tells his story and it's so inspiring and he says that fear is a daily confrontation which is never ending and it couldn't be more true there's a great part in it where he says the point of maximum danger is the point of minimum fear so if you actually think about that the worst part about fear more often than not is the lead up to fear it ruins your day it ruins everything it might ruin your week before the actual event actually happens like why worry about something that hasn't even happened yet and maybe never will happen that's exactly it what you fear you create the best things in life are on the other side of terror and fear once you face them you get over them but with skydiving i think your your perfect example is maximum danger minimum fear when you are actually jumping out of the plane that is the scariest moment so why should that ruin the night before that you have with your friends or your breakfast that morning or the drive to the to the plane or to the helicopter whatever it is the one moment you're fearing is is one second a split second it's a split second hey i'll go skydiving with you i've always wanted to go skydiving mom can come too 
Who knows? Maybe one day in another life. <laughs> Are you scared? Yes. <laughs> hey, happy hotties. Do you have any home remedies for fear? I know that might be a bit random. Tea? Chamomile tea? Chamomile tea. Yeah. Herbs, fresh air, the ocean, warm baths, exercise, <laughs> salmon. What do, salmon? What do you mean salmon? Salmon is really good because it's a brain food. What? Mm-hmm. So, what, so salmon can, can cure fear? <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's apparently it's a good f- brain food. Don't quote us on that. <laughs> Next question. No, I, have, I haven't finished. Oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Nuts, eggs, avocado, essential oils. I feel like you're just giving us the recipe for some really gross cake or a really horrible smoothie. No, but I think is essential oils could smooth smooth away the fears i mean i look i get it from the point of view of what you put in your body can help your body so what you put in your body may then help your mind as well just taking care of yourself really yeah but also the ocean is so soothing and therapeutic i so agree with that (laughs) (laughs) i I, know i therapeutic i agree whenever i just go for a big like swim in the ocean after a stressful day oh Magic. And sometimes another home remedy is a lifestyle change. Elaborate. For example, if you go to bed at like two in the morning, maybe go to bed earlier. I'm guilty of that. (laughs) We all are. All right. And I think we have time for one last question. I'm scared of taking the leap and starting a business, including navigating social media, which I find intimidating. How do I get confidence in being vulnerable online and confident in what I have to offer? Okay. First start... Don't let your online presence be greater than your real life presence. And also reach out to others who've started a business or are in the midst of starting a business. Yeah, talk with people and have conviction in what you have to say. It is so scary, though, even going out, putting yourself on a public platform, even with what we're doing with this podcast Mm. Where like people are listening to our conversations. People that we don't even know. And, and yeah. they're judging us. <laughs> totally. And that can be intimidating. Absolutely. But we're just having fun. We're just doing our thing. And it's also really important to remember that you're marketing yourself and your product to people who want you. Like to hell with the people who don't because you're never going to please everyone. So just do what you're doing. Have faith in what you have to offer and know that what you have to offer is hopefully the best quality product that you can provide. Be confident in who you are and what you're providing. Easier said than done, of course, but start small, start little. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Find the online spheres where people who are doing what you're doing are operating and see what they're doing. See how they do it, reach out to them, talk to them and create a little community from that. You can even do a small business online course. Yeah, you can do social media courses if that's something you're not 100% comfortable. You can learn how to use program editors, software editors. And if you're worried about being vulnerable online, I think people really take to authenticity and people can see through crap. Keep it real. And don't forget, you'll always have haters and there's nothing you can do about that. In the wise words of Taylor Swift, haters gonna hate. And now for our listener story of the week. 
Hey, happy hotties. I love the show. And this week's topic is something I'm passionate about and something I, yeah, I feel strongly about. I want to share my story. So I've been in my job for two years. And prior to commencing the job, we had to do a 10 week training. And one of those weeks meant uh, made, they made us do, uh, we had to get our gun license and be able to use a gun when we need to. And it was very scary, something I had never done before. I've never held a gun. It was terrifying and I just had to, I was throwing the deep and I had to do it. And we had a week of this training and a few days of just practice. And then we went on the field after that on the range and we started shooting. And <clears throat> when it came to it, sorry, came to assessment day on Friday, on the Friday, I just freaked out and I just, I thought I, I got anxious and I'm not an anxious person. And I just thought I forgot everything. I didn't know anything. I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's terrifying. I, if I don't pass, I have to stay back and do it again with another class. It was just scary. And my instructor was really helpful. He was like, he was assessing me before the practice rounds. And he was like, you know what you're doing. You, I've seen you the whole week. Like you're one, like you're so capable, like just back yourself like keep just backing yourself and in this job you have to back yourself otherwise you're in the wrong field like if you don't if you're just scared and and not confident with what you're doing you have to believe it otherwise no one will and that was really important for me and something that helped me overcome it and I just had to back myself so I just wanted to know if you guys have been in any situations where you've had to just throw yourself in the deep end and do something you haven't done before how you overcame that and what you did in that scenario That is so cool that you can use a gun. You are killer. Also, I loved what your instructor said about backing yourself and how important it is because no one else will. That's amazing. Love yourself, feel confident in yourself and you did it. Yeah, you did it despite your fear and that is the biggest takeaway of today. I couldn't imagine holding a gun or shooting someone. Are they heavy? (laughs) Wow. You sound pretty awesome. In terms of things that we've done, putting ourselves out on a limb, it's actually something that I often try to do in my life because I feel that that's where I grow the most when I do things out of my comfort zone. So some examples for that would be um, <laughs> about a year and a half ago, I took a spontaneous flight to Europe to go meet up with a guy that I had met about 10 months prior in America. Um, I had spent a combined eight hours with him, I think, and we had booked solo travel together. You know, could have been a serial killer, wasn't sure, but it all turned out really great. And now that guy is my boyfriend. So that was suddenly something really terrifying because I had no idea how it was going to go. It was either going to go one way or the other. That was pretty amazing. Another example for me would definitely be becoming a body combat instructor, becoming a gym instructor in general. It is so scary to put yourself out there. You're so vulnerable. You're on the stage. And I was really close to quitting. I remember thinking, nah, like this is not for me. I can't do this. Um, I keep making mistakes. I'm forgetting the choreography. I don't know how to coach. I don't know what to say. And it's so easy to let all those fears creep in. But I pushed through anyway, because I had the end goal in mind, which was have my own class. I know how good I can be. I just need to push through and I need to persevere. And I did. And I am so glad I did and so proud of myself because if I hadn't, then I wouldn't have my own permanent classes now. And it's something that brings me a lot of joy. So And that's you bring a lot an of joy to other people. Why, thank you. What about you, mum? 
Okay, my biggest fear that I conquered a few years ago, you went away. And I know that you love doing body combat. I used to do cycle classes and I really, really missed you. So I really wanted to connect with you, especially when you came back to Australia. So while you were overseas for a year, I started doing body combat classes. It was so embarrassing <laughs> because the first class I did, I wanted to walk out of. Everyone was going in one direction and I was going in another direction and I kept bumping into people, but they were so kind and nice to me. But I persevered and I persevered. And you slowly got closer and closer to the front of the room. Yes. <laughs> I imagine. Yes. And I still can't punch that well, but I really enjoy doing it. And I'm sure that my technique will get better eventually. 100%. Don't forget, our fears keep changing because when you conquer one fear and then something else comes along. So just punch fear in the face. It's learning how to live with it, how to manage it and how to conquer it. Yeah, fear is just a part of our lives. Yeah, and it's a really, really useful thing because it can make us do things that we never thought we would. And I was thinking, what's the opposite of fear? The opposite of fear to me would be trust and confidence in yourself. Love it. You got it. Well, that is all we have time for today. Thank you so, so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to Happy Hotties, the podcast. Super important to mention that the content produced by Happy Hotties exists solely for entertainment purposes and is not intended as a substitute for professional advice. A big old thank you to Matt Drury for our music. And just remember, if you have any burning questions you need advice for or any crazy stories that we all need to hear like vomiting on a first date or gun training or some toxic friends, then make sure you submit them at Happy Hotties the podcast on Instagram or you can email us at highhappyhotties at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the episodes, then please feel free to rate, review and subscribe to us on Instagram or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts um, as that really helps us find cool listener stories. Bye, beautiful people. Disvidanya, Litro Ot, Sayonara. Love you guys. I feel like I want a cookie or a piece of cake or something. I know, me too. Now that's the fear. Maybe have a sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs>